Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Welcome to Turns. I'm Peter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Humatahex. I'm Peter. I'm Frank. I'm still Corey. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. throwing me under that bus real hard. You're welcome. <laughs> Glad you could be there for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Want to put it in reverse and run over you again? Yeah. <laughs> good things happen to good people. Yeah. <laughs> so this week we're talking about collectibles. Normally we introduce that in the second segment, but after we're done going over our media recap, we're going to touch on this before the commercial break this week. Um, but as far as Great. Mike... he changes the format and doesn't oh, tell us. Doesn't yep. tell us. Now There's... what am I going to do? I had a whole 30-minute special all lined up before that. There's a reason for it. I needed to blindside you guys a little bit. You'll notice. Well, I did that with the suntan spray, the sort the uh, sun, yeah, sun, sunblock spray. <laughs> sunblock in the eyes do not act as sunglasses. No. We all got to see Frank cry today. Yes. <laughs> so you'll notice on the table in front of you there are four containered toys. So, other than the white one, because that's for Tammy, it's a anti-venom Groot. Take one. They're yours to keep. There is an anti-venom, a regular venom, and a carnage. I'll take the anti-venom. Wait, carnage? Yep, there's a carnage. Is that what I have, perhaps? No, you have carnage. venom. Oh, okay. Carnage. You sure that's carnage? It's supposed to be. I could be wrong. It's definitely a symbiote. Yeah. That's regular venom that you have. I'll do anti-venom. Okay, so... Eddie Brock... Before the commercial break, we're going to tear these things open so that way during the commercial break we can clean up because you're going to need to clean up after these. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I'm a delicate flower. Do I have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was on vacation this week, so I watched the first season of The Prisoner. Well, the first volume. Mm -hmm. You can tell the show was done from the early 60s. Like... Not having consumed much media from that old, well, from that long ago, it was a little, it took some getting used to. The storyline is solid, but I, I can't, they're constantly recasting number two, and I'm having so much trouble with that. Mm -hmm. Like, in the first episode, they recast number two, and they tell him, the old number two is gone, I'm the number two now. Right, they... They basically, you didn't get the information, you're out of here. Okay, so that's what it was. Yeah. So. They each had like one shot at it, and if they didn't get it, they were gone. So the the impression <clears throat> I got from all these number twos is they go in, they try this one thing, and then they switch out so that way one, one they're not sympathetic, two, they don't become sympathetic to him, like they don't develop that relationship with him, and two... It seemed like each of them have their own specialty. Because it's not just the number twos that are rotating out. His observers are rotating out. A lot of different characters rotate out. And you can't trust anyone. Another, another part of the point. For? That's why he resigned. Well, he either found out something and that was it. Or, you know, that number two works for number one. That was an Austin but, Powers line. Oh, okay. Who does number two work for? Uh, okay. I uh, I watched the first volume, and from the first episode to the second episode on the DVD, I was lost. I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, there's no continuity here. I have no idea what's going on. I didn't understand why, at the beginning of the episode, it was a completely recast number two, without them giving any warning to it at all. Like, I... I couldn't wrap my head around it. Then we did mm -hmm. some research, and the DVD order, the way they were released in America on A&E, was completely different than the way they were originally aired. Mm -hmm. Do you know why they were boxed differently? I think one is the preferred order of airing. Okay. And the other was production airing. Okay. Which 
you know, sometimes happens. You know, something's <clears throat> produced, but it's not aired till later in the season, or they move something up because something's not ready for something else. Right. I did some research. I found out that the weather balloons were originally supposed to be security robots. Hmm. For the age, I'm impressed by the level of special effects that they they were able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a scene when they first introduced the, the balls uh-huh. that you can clearly tell that there's one on the top of the fountain. And then in this next scene, that one disappears, and then it, there's a big one on top of the town hall. So, I mean, you can see the stuff, but it's still impressive for what they were able to do yeah. at that time. So, I don't know. Other than that, I played a ton of Minecraft. <laughs> Building you, things and doing things. You need a zombie always... killed. Yeah. He's your man. I don't want to get too much into that, because I could talk about what I did in Minecraft for hours and nobody wants to hear that it would probably take that long just to explain some of this stuff (laughs) but i watched the final season of the clone wars Mm. i don't want to spoil too much but the last four episodes of war there is that Mm. the last four episodes of the clone wars run parallel to episode three revenge of the sith it is those last four episodes are truly amazing episodes (laughs) They could, in their own right, be a movie. And they would be a better movie than the Clone Wars movie was. The one that kicked off the series. Huh. It is. I'd seen a spoiler online for the very, very last scene of the last episode. Uh, he goes to live on a planet on a farm. There <laughs> hangs up his armor. Not Watches that. the sunrise over a grateful universe. Okay, maybe not that last scene. Oh, okay. But there was another one. Where he goes to a grave. A mass grave? Yeah. Yes. So Darth Vader visits a mass grave and finds a lightsaber in the snow. And it has droid inquisitor bots, so it is full-blown Empire at that point. Again, mind-blowingly good. Episodes 5, 6, 7, and 8, not so great. They're gonna sh- you're going to struggle to get through those ones. Yeah, I'm at five. I would be starting episode five. No, you, five. You're, you're starting episode four, which is the end of the 99 saga. You're not done with the 99 saga Oh, yet. there's another one yet? Yes. Okay. There's three four-part episodes in the final season of Clone Wars. Yeah. So is 99 still Barbara Feldon, or did they change it? <laughs> they changed it. Okay. Yeah. In the Clone Wars mythology, 99 is a defective clone. And he acts as a janitor of sorts for all the other clones on Kamino to clean up their training quarters and what have you. A lot of clones come out of training respecting 99. In the first four episodes of the Clone Wars final season, they introduce the 99 Squadron, which are modified clones. Um, One clone is able to pick up a clone transport gunship. Yeah, yeah gunship by himself oh. yeah they uh they lead in a, they give a little bit of uh storyline to each of these characters in these four episodes and i think there's five of them hunter tech strong and current and general so it ends with five of them yeah. somebody joins the squad at the end oh okay yeah then as i'm reading the star wars comics there's a 99 Squadron, which are in the comics. Mm-hmm. 99 never went away. So I'm guessing they were they were definitely affected by Order 66. Right. Yeah. Which is a shame, because they were fantastic characters. In the comics, uh, once it's Empire, there is still the big one, like Wrecker yeah. was. And there's still... I don't know if Hunter... Uh, I forget what the sniper's name was. Yeah, no, they were definitely not the clones. Because they name all the ones in the comics, and none of the ones in the comics are the same as the clones, unless they change their names. Right. Yeah. So, it's hard to tell. But, Frank, you're up. I really didn't do much of anything. Played Pokemon, that was about it. (laughs) Um... I'm honestly trying to think of if there was anything I watched. Um, nothing's coming to mind. Uh, it's pretty sad. Um, Corey, up to you. 
Well, uh, since I worked, uh, I mean, I did play a little Minecraft with Peter. I did uh, watch a little of the Clone Wars. Not quite as much on either of them, but yeah, enough to keep myself busy. But I've been picking up uh, blind packs of comics at Ollie's. I'll see something on top of them and be like, well, I need to buy this pack. So if uh, you've checked out our Discord page, you've seen the the uh, Phantom Comics variant cover of Spider-Gwen number one I picked up. Uh, one of Peter's favorites, the Blue Superman. Mm -hmm. The only Superman that is valid. <laughs> None of this physical form crap. I want Lightning Man. Yes. But uh, I saw a couple with old, uh, old Spider-Man issues. Uh, one is the final battle with Doc Ock. One is uh, Oz, or Oscorp is attacking Norman Osborn. The factory itself is attacking him. So just uh, odd things like that that I'll go through their their packs and just see what I see on top. And every once in a while I'll find a gem. Mostly I find trash. But <laughs> still... I mean, uh, as much as I spent on the packs, that that one variant cover of Spider-Gwen number one, the value of it far outweighs what I've actually spent on them. Cool. Got to have it graded now. Should. But it's got it's got a little, uh, I, have, I don't know what you'd call it, a furl, a burl, on the uh, top corner of the spine. Hmm. So it wouldn't be... Mint. Wouldn't be mint, no. At least you have. Near Mint. We should talk about the Philly event that we did today. Yes, we pretended to drive to Philadelphia. <laughs> another another canceled Pokemon Go Safari Zone that they let you play in your own area. So that was kind of fun. We walked a little, drove a little. And caught a lot of shinies. Caught a lot of shinies. shinies. Yes. That was the big score of the day, I think. We all walked away with a Zangoose. Yeah. Yep. And most of us walked away with the uh, shiny Vulpix. <laughs> yeah. Not all of us, though. Oh, but you'll be getting one, so... <laughs> Quit your whining, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's always the physical event, too. I mean, they haven't... They've said that they are going to delay it and still mm -hmm. do the physical event, but the way things are going, that's debatable. Right. I'm assuming that they're just going to try all three of these events next summer you know, and see what happens. Plausible. Plus, you know, we've got counties defying governor's orders anyhow. I don't know that Niantic would be like, well, hey, if the county's opening up, we might as well do it. Yeah, well, I don't know. They're based in Cali, so yeah, I doubt it. Not many people in California are... They've been hit pretty hard. Yeah, I've... Uh... I don't know if I've said on the podcast before, but the couple of weeks I spent out in California working, the the lab I was working in was right across the street from Niantic's game developers. So that was kind of cool. They had a gym right outside their building. and It was fun just to be there. Did you raid with them? I did. No, well, I yeah, I did, actually. Uh, it was a... Uh, I don't remember what raid it was, but I was doing a raid and this guy came out and he was like, hey, I'll help you with the raid. And I started talking. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, our developers are right upstairs. So hmm. kind of thought that was cool. Yeah, it's neat. But, I mean, we all had a pretty good day in Pokemon Go today. You know, I actually did get more shinies in this one than I did in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. I think by far, too. It was a good event. Yeah. Uh, Things definitely picked up when we started driving, too. Yeah. Well, like I had said, when I did the Liverpool one, it didn't seem as getting as much as St. Louis. But then once we started driving around after walking, it was like, yep, here's one, here's one, here's one. Yeah. You can't tap everything, but you can prioritize what you're tapping to try to get what you want. And Walmart parking lots. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> A hotbed of shinies. And Lowe's. Frank tripped over six on one trip to a Walmart. <laughs> was a good trip. So what I gave you guys at the beginning here was we're going to be talking about toys and collectibles. Well, collectibles today. But after the commercial break, I'd like to pose the question, what is what makes a collectible? Because clearly what you have in front of you is something I bought out of a toy aisle. 
So what we've got here are Maximum Carnage Oozers. So this is something based on the Spider-Man universe, which I know that Corey would appreciate. Oh, check out our Discord page for our COVID-19 update. You'll see just how much I care about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are for you guys. You can have them. You can keep them when you're done with them. Um, but I'd like you guys to open them while we're recording because these are a modern toy, okay? Um, the kids and their slime are... <laughs> Yeah, the slime is a very popular thing for kids nowadays. Oh, yeah. So what this is, is there's a big carnage or other symbiote-affected creature from the Spider-Man universe. And then inside of him, he's filled with this disgusting slime. This is why we're doing it before the commercial break. So that way we can go wash our hands after we're done here. Um... But inside this carnage with all the slime, there's a there's a Marvel mystery minifigure that you don't okay. know until you get the slime out. And you'd be amazed at how much slime is actually Can in fit inside a symbiote infected. Human. Yes, it's uh, you may hear some. Gassing, <laughs> farting sounds on the mic right that now. That would be Corey. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, so I've got mine out right now. I'm just getting the rest of the slime out of my carnage symbiote. Now, since uh, you guys can't see these things, I'll just... The one Peter is disemboweling currently is Carnage, uh, the symbiote-infected Cletus Cassidy. He was Eddie Brock's prison cellmate. Uh, Eddie Brock's symbiote Venom had a child which infected Cletus, who was a mass murderer, and he became Carnage. Frank's is Venom, the original Venom, uh, the symbiote that Spider-Man wore as his black costume, which after uh, Spider-Man had it removed... Infected Eddie Brock. And Frank is also making some of the best faces I've ever seen in my entire life right now. And mine is Anti-Venom. A... He was a... Uh... It's like ice cream, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's a synthetic symbiote that Eddie Brock wore. After uh, the Venom symbiote had left him and was on uh, Max Gargan, the original Scorpion. <laughs> I think mine solidified. Did it? Well, no, there's a... So there's an elastic band that goes around the top of it. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Silly me. And then there's a face shield. Oh, okay. That's what I was tapping then. Yep. Now you have... Free, unadulterated access. Oh, this stuff smells great. Too. Your spider guts. Which, Frank, I'm assuming probably fairly that you're not interested in keeping the slime part of this. Probably not. No. <laughs> I made him puke out his minifigure. <laughs> if you uh squeeze him on the side, you can really stick your finger in and take that minifigure out too. If you're interested. Oh, yours is green. It is uh. I'm going to say, I don't think there's anything in mine, I think it's mine, the Ultimate Universe Green Goblin. The uh, mutated Norman Osborn that Miles Morales fights. Well, there's your there's your figure. I'll complete the disembowelment for you then, Frank. <laughs> I don't know. He laid up kind of cool half disemboweled. Well, I, I thought about this when I did the first one. They're uh, Venom Tongues. Yeah. Yeah. So he's <laughs> hanging out there. Uh, I think mine is Stan Lee. I'm not sure. Should I be able to recognize what the little statue is? Um, debatable. I mean, there's no paint on them. That's Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. I can see the eye and the Agamotto there now. Is okay. yours the Green Goblin and not the Hulk? I think it's a Green Goblin because he's got pointy ears. He's got a really bad scowl. Look at how much... 
It's crazy how much comes out of these things. So I think it's the uh, ultimate universe Green Goblin. So I'll, when we go to commercial break, I'll clean these up. But this is a modern toy. I mean, <laughs> there's no getting around it. This is what kids nowadays buy. They love the slime. Like, it's a big to-do for... Well, I think, in general, anything that made a mess, any kid of any era would would like. But, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, this is a different level, yeah. Yeah, these are uh, kind of gross. Now, for the record, I bought two of them for Tammy. One is a venomized Groot, and one is an anti-venomized Groot. But Tammy refuses to touch the slime inside them. So I'm opening the anti-venomized Groot right now, which has blue goo inside of him. Incredibly sticky blue goo. To us, these are disgusting messes. Well, at least to me, I don't know. Corey seems to be pretty much enjoying himself over there. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling about that slime, Corey? You enjoy it, don't you? Oh, yeah. It smells awful. <laughs> but tastes like chicken. Kids Raw don't eat chicken. slime. Especially slime that was made in China. <clears throat> you never know where what Wuhan province it was in. <laughs> Cleaning up anti-venom Groot right now. Oh. <laughs> oh. The amount of slime that's contained within these characters is... Disgusting? <laughs> ungodly <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's science <laughs> okay damn it i touched the slime give me a shiny <laughs> <laughs> um i wonder if i can get it back in him <laughs> now that i've disemboweled him can i embow him i'll uh reveal what we got out of my slime the anti-venom here after the commercial break but we're going to go clean up and clean up these toys and then talk some more about all this stuff. Whatever it was, it was red. We'll be right back. Maybe. <laughs> Remember, buy what they're telling you to. You're listening to Umetahex from Theseus Media. Remember, in your basement, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> Welcome back to Humetahex. I'm no longer gooey. I'm Frank. <laughs> I'm still a little sticky. <laughs> so, the reason I gave those toys to you, and we should explain, um, I got Iron Man out of the Groot and uh, Spider-Man out of my Carnage. Frank got a Doctor Strange, and Corey got something that we're still debating over. <clears throat> But, I don't know if they're all supposed to be Spider-Man related. Iron Man. He was in Homecoming. Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Uh, Infinity War. Yeah, I didn't realize he's even got a little cloak. I never, yeah. I didn't notice that at first. These would be different contracts than the movie toy contracts. So. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> like you just said, they're Marvel mini heroes, or whatever. Or villain if yours is a Norman Osborn, but we're not sure yet. Right. So we've got a maximum venom burst checklist here. These are a modern toy. I got these out of the toy aisle in random big box retailer. These are a modern toy for modern kids these days. But what makes this toy not become a collectible down the road? Well, it's opened, so... Correct. <laughs> But who's to say that one day these aren't going to be a collectible to somebody? They could be. I mean, if you have them unopened, that's, I mean, I think we all agree this is how collectors collect. Yeah. Uh, unopened toys. That somebody will, yeah, want to have the entire set. Yeah, it's, whether it's a collectible to <laughs> one person or... Green Goblin. See, I knew it was. Gamma Hulk. The smaller in figures called Gamma Hulk, Captain America, Red Spider-Man, Black Spider-Man, 
Which would be these two. Right. Lightning Thor, Groot. Which would be this blue one. Metallic Iron Man. Miles Morales, which you have there. No, I think this is Red Spider-Man and Black Spider-Man. Okay. Red Iron Man, which I have in my hand. Green Goblin, Astral Doctor Strange, which Frank has. And Modok. So let's see if we can get a But better... it says Green Goblin right there. Oh, the Groot is a baby Groot. There's Green Goblin. You have Oh, Hulk. yep, it's Gamma Hulk. Yep. I guess Gamma Hulk is a uh, irradiated, more powerful version of him or something. He looks awfully mean. Well, I know the red Spider-Man is red, so this is Miles and Black Spider-Man. Yep. So you've got two of the three Spider-Mans there. So the question is, you being a Spider-Man fan, are you going to try to collect the red Spider-Man now? See, to me, I don't know if we, this is something that you would call collectible. Because if I would want to collect it, I wouldn't open it, so I'd never know what I had in it. Well, but do you want to collect all three Spider-Man figures? It looks like I would have to... Which is the red Spider-Man? That green thing. What's that green one? These don't correlate. Hey, look, here's a Spider-Gwen. Uh, they don't correlate because I had a Venom. I guess I got this Spider-Man out of it. Out of uh, Carnage. Yes. Yeah, they do correlate. Yeah. So you'd have to get the that. green Venom with the purple goo inside. Well, they both... Oh, the other one has blue goo? Yeah, so it looks like the light blue Venom with the light blue goo inside gives the Groot minifigure. Baby Groot. So I'll have to keep my eyes open for that. What is that Venom? Uh, there's a Captain America Venom. Yeah. I see it with the star in the A. So it looks like. Does it tell you what the big figures are? Um, let's look and see. But I think going back to what you were saying about not opening something, it depends on what you were collecting. Were you collecting the, you know, the big figures, or were you, you know, collecting the little figures inside? You know, just right. It just depends on the person who's it doing looks the collecting. Like, uh, some of them have multiple you'll be able to get individual figures of Venom, Anti-Venom, Carnage Cap Symbiote, Anti-Venom Group and Symbiote Group so it's Cap all the blue ones are Cap Yeah, and then two packs featuring Hulk, Venomized Hulk Anti-Venom Carnage Cap Symbiote and Anti-Venom Group, but I got Anti-Venom Group and Symbiote Group in single packs Hmm. So, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, no, the two packs are two packs of figures like this, not two of the little ones. Okay. The smaller figures could be any of those ones in the bottom three lines, but the other ones are the big packs they're talking about, the big characters. It looks like the two packs are blind completely. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is hard to tell, but I thought this would be a fantastic <clears throat> test because Corey, as a fan of Spider-Man, the question can be asked... Oh, wait. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But that Gwen next is really cool. Do these Spider-Man toys register as collectibles to you? To me, not so much. I mean, you have to open them to know what you have. So to know what you have, you've made them not collectible because the uh, packaging is destroyed. Well, some people just collect them to have, not to keep in mint condition. You know, if you're collecting, you know, Spider-Man comic books... No, you generally read them first. Right. You don't just, you know, oh, I just bought this one. I'm going to seal it in plastic, and it's never going to see the light of day again. Well, that's true. I mean, that's yeah. uh, like uh, people who collect cars. You see a lot of uh, Meekum or uh, Barrett-Jackson auctions uh, selling these cars for 
you know, tens of thousands of dollars more than what they originally sold for, but mm -hmm. nobody's ever driven them, and the person buying it's not going to drive it either. It's just going to some showcase garage. There's another point of fact that I would say against collectibles being open versus unopened. And there's a great case and point right there, the Legos. Right. <clears throat> Legos are highly collectible. Uh, they're just as valuable built as they are sealed in their original box. Right. Because if they're built, you know that they have every single piece. And some people actually don't like building them. They're crazy. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but, like, for this one, you, know, you have to open it to know what you have in order to collect it. Correct. Right, so it depends on what you're collecting, the little right. figure or the big figure. Right. Now, yeah. we did determine that the big figure is definitely linked to the little figure. So, in turn, you could... But it looks like some of the big figures could have a number of different smaller figures in it. Correct. So, you could guarantee... The, we saw 12 of them. You could guarantee that you would get at least 11 of the 12 without opening any of them. So, potentially, that would be a collectible then. Right. But personally, I don't. I like the carnage part more than the toy, the the big, the big figure more than the figure inside it. Oh yeah, I don't care for the slime. I think the slime is niche. Yeah, Frank didn't even really touch his slime. No, he poked it once, and that was enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> I shoved my slime back inside him. <laughs> But he made all kinds of fart noises. Another point would be Funko blind boxes. Hmm. Like I have the entire set of Kingdom Hearts Funko blind boxes from GameStop. I bought a case. <laughs> right, because you didn't know what figure you were getting right. until it's opened. So I bought the entire case, opened them all, confirmed that I had the entire set. I still consider them a collectible, but they're on display on a shelf. Right. Open. So, they're open, but I I still consider them a collectible. Well, again, that's one yet that you have to open in order to collect it. Right. Well, I think part of the definition includes, you know, why are you collecting it? Are you collecting it to... Flip. Flip, or are you, connecting it, are you collecting it to... Hoard keep for yourself <laughs> that you like it? Are you collecting it because you think it's going to be worth something? If you're collecting it for yourself because you like something, you might open it. If you're, right. if you're collecting it because you want to think you're going to get money out of it, you're going to keep it mint condition as best as you can. Um, it just depends who's collecting it and for what purpose. Right now I've got a collection <laughs> of the, the Star Wars Transformers. Uh, just a small collection, only four of the figures, but I opened them because I wanted to be able to pose them either as vehicle or as robot. Right, I have the Darth Vader one, and I think Tammy has a couple of them also. I have Maul, Vader, Anakin, or not Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan, and uh, Clone Pilot. I have Vader, I think Tammy, uh, they did a Boba, too. Yeah. Or Jango. I think Tammy has that one, and Anakin. Boba and Slave 1. Anakin and Obi-Wan were both Jedi starfighters. Vader came as either his Annie, TIE Advance. They did Annie as a Nabu, I think. As the Naboo fighter? Yeah. There was a another Anakin, okay. then. Two as the Jedi starfighter. There is a Luke as the X-Wing. There's a big Vader as the Death, Death Star. Star. I wanted that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, they had a... Uh, I think it was a Snow Trooper, wasn't that at? Yeah. So, I'm I'm big into collectibles. And Maul. I have Maul as the Sith Infiltrator. Oh, cool. I'm big into collectibles. I don't necessarily keep them all closed. I have... Every Amiibo that's ever been released, except for one that wasn't ever released in America, it's incredibly hard to get your hands on, but I've opened every single one of them, except for some ones that I imported that mm -hmm. can't be used with American games anyway. But that's what that shelf is over there. That's every Amiibo right. 
I use them in the games. I collect them. I do consider them a collectible, even though they're open. We do have some that are sealed. That's just because they're not usable to be open. Right. <clears throat> but I'm not particular about keeping things in a sealed package anymore unless it adds to the aesthetic of the item. Um, one of the big things is I have some of the Good Smile Overwatch toys over there that are in their box. I keep mm -hmm. them in their box because that's how all of their items are displayed. But they've right. all been opened up at one point or another, and I've played with every one of them. And I think uh, some of the, the packaging itself has a lot to do with that. It, is it something that you're going to be able to put back to into its original condition? Right. Or is it like a blister pack? You open it up that the the card back is destroyed. That's another thing. I've got the entire Halo Reach set of Spartans. Mm-hmm. The glue on the backer card let go of them. I've always kept them in their original case that they were shipped to the store in. Mm -hmm. And all their backer cards have let go over the years. So they're still in boxes. They're still completely, they've never been touched by human hands. The two, the clamshell of the blister is still together. But the cards literally just fall off of them. Yeah. My definition of a collectible is something that gave me joy to either interact with or to purchase. Something that I can display, and this whole room is a statement of my aesthetic and my mind, per se. But something that... I don't know about the whole room. I was told some of these items... Are Tammy's, but they're still on display in here. Yeah. Like, we... I don't think there's anything in this room... Maybe she's not as into the Final Fantasy, but she supports my Final Fantasy geekdom. But pretty much everything in this room, both of us could identify. Mm -hmm. It's a reflection of us. That's what I think a collectible is. It's not... There are people who get them just to flip them and profit off of them, but right. I think it's an extension of your mind. So I'd like to pose the question to you guys. What are some of your favorite collectibles? Well, you know, I have... Or have had at times extensive comic book collections, and have read every comic that I ever bought. At one point, I think I had over two thousand comic books just in boxes, and ended up selling off a bunch of them. I collected them into sets and sold them as sets through uh, garage sales and stuff. But I mean, that's always been my favorite collectible. I have. Still a large amount of comic books. Um, let's see, when was the new 52? That was, what, five years, six years ago? About 2013, 14. 2014. So my I don't know, comic... the new 52 is earlier than that. And when it ended. When oh, it... when it ended, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my comic... Convergence. My comic collections start from probably about 1976 up until then. Now, <laughs> I haven't gotten you know i didn't buy everything but you know i have pretty extensive with that um do you have like a room of your house dedicated to your comic collection i wouldn't say dedicated but they're in there in long boxes for the most part um other stuff i collect i collect uh, two different department 56 villages which i probably stopped about uh, ten years ago, getting all the pieces, but I uh, those are those are collections for me. My uh, mom has a pretty huge collection of the Department Fifty Six Snow Village. Yes, you know that's I get the regular, the Halloween Village and the uh, North Pole Village. Yeah, which I had every piece of the North Pole Village up until like I said about ten years ago because I just realized I don't have enough room for it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, that takes up about 12 by 4 feet in the one room and the Halloween village takes up probably about uh, 9 by 3 in another room in the dining room basically so they're pretty extensive um, yeah so that's probably the main thing I've things I've collected I've got you know a bunch of the um 
action figure type things. What was the Marvel series called? Um, Legends. Legends. And that sort of stuff. And um, no, that I'd actually been interested in the uh, the Star Wars Black series. Hmm. I kind of thought about collecting those, but then never did. Well, it's. I don't want to say unbelievable, but it's pretty amazing how expensive these toys are getting. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially ones like that, the, the mm-hmm. Legends and the Black yeah. Series that are aimed at collectors. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they totally know nobody's going to be playing with these. Yeah. It's not You're meant gonna... for that. Uh-huh. Speaking of the Legends, we got the entire Guardians of the Galaxy original set. Tammy got them all on the internet, complete set. Oh, nice. They got torn open. <laughs> <laughs> Had to build the group. Oh, that's well, true. Well, yeah. Oh, that you can't. They get you that again. Way. Yeah, you can't collect it all without opening it. Right. <laughs> Another thing, I've got the nine-inch Star Trek figures. The, the ones that are on blister cards. No, these are the ones that are in boxes. They're about you know yay high. Oh, are they the, the boxes? Cloth body? Yeah. 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 Oh, the original Star Trek. Well, they have a number of different ones. I think there are about 80 of them, 80 different ones produced. Wow. I mean, because you have the original series ones, and you've had the Deep Space Nine, then you had, right. um, I guess they did do Voyager, and then they did some of the movie ones. and um, no, They some had of the, like the 12-inch hard plastic ones, the 4-inch action figures, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They had some special convention ones. Um, then you had to make your own because you would take the uniform off of um, Star Trek II, Captain Kirk, put it on a Sulu one. You had Captain Sulu, which they didn't make, you know, so you had to do that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I wish I would actually get around to having a dedicated space for these. Um, some of them are in my one garage you know they are up on the walls you know and a little um wooden platforms that i did for them but a lot of them are just in boxes does it bother you that they're in boxes and not on display because i have a lot more stuff that you don't see here that's in boxes i mean some of those are over there in that corner next to Corey. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff there i mean i've got boxes in the back room that yeah, still have stuff in them. all kinds of plastic container boxes um i don't think it bothers me per se um but you know i wouldn't have the room to display everything right because again like i said the marvel action figures um star wars figures things like that Mm -hmm. you know i made the attempt at one time to start displaying stuff with you know i got the pegboard and the all that sort of fun stuff and the pegs for it and started putting stuff up but never really got as far as I would like to but most of the collectibles that I have have spent more time in boxes not on display than on display mm-hmm. I've got Final Fantasy figures that I got for a really good deal that sell for sell for like to buy one or two hundred dollars a figure Ouch. they're called Kai Arts which Kyarts did a lot of Batman stuff, DC stuff. I don't know if you've heard of them or not. They're out of Japan. These are figures that have hundreds of points of articulation on them, um, exchangeable hands, all that, the whole nine yards. Uh, They're, again, I got them on a really good deal. I've had them for years. The boxes are in bad shape at this point, even spending most of their time in plastic totes. The glue is let go. They've sunk in on one another. Mm-hmm. The blister cards are still completely intact. The blister packaging inside the clamshell, totally intact. It's just a box on the outside is junk. Yeah. But it's bothered me multiple times that I can't display those properly because of how much pride I took when I got them. But there's just no place for them. You have to sacrifice another part of yourself to put them on display. Right, and how much do figures from a game that nobody really plays matter? I mean, there are hundreds of people around the world that play Final Fantasy, but nobody in the backyard. I uh, saw that 
uh, Square Enix did not expect the uh, amount of success with this re-release of Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, it's a tremendous game. It's coming out for the Switch and Xbox next year because PlayStation got timed exclusive because the original one was only released on the PS1. Right. Which, the original Final Fantasy VII is amazing. Don't under... Like, I'm not underestimating how great that game is. It, Sephiroth is one of the most traditional classic villains ever. And the movie that followed just expanded the universe. And the just, uh, Advent Children. Advent Children. If you've never seen the movie, you should watch it. It does stand alone from the video game relatively well. Um, Cloud experiences a slight form of craziness in that movie. But I have all the figures from that movie. Kadaj, who ended up becoming Sephiroth, I've got Cloud on his motorcycle. Love Final Fantasy. It's one of the true passions of my life. It's coming out for the Switch. I'm going to get it for the Xbox when it comes out on the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge PS4 player. I have a PS4. It is hooked up. There are games that I played for it, but honestly, I'm enjoying what I'm doing on the Xbox right now. As much as I want to play that game and love the way it looks, I'm just not ready for it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll get it for the Switch. Who knows? If you really want to get into Final Fantasy, um, they remade 7, 8, 9, 10. A lot of the older games are Mm -hmm. available for the Switch. Yeah. The original Final Fantasy VII, not the remake. Right. But if you want to get into some great games, try Final Fantasy IX. Um, fantastic artwork in that game. It's very... It was... That game came out right about the time that you were getting that chibi explosion here in America. Oh, yeah. Where that cute artwork was taken off. Mm-hmm. And BV... Final Fantasy IX is an enormous throwback to the original Final Fantasy through a character called Vivi. The Black Mage, you could never see the Black Mage's face in the original Final Fantasy. It was just a black shadow with two yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. Vivi is that arti- uh, that embodiment, just in a modern art form. Um, Final Fantasy X has one of the... Final Fantasy X is like the... Uh, Shakespeare of Final Fantasies. Which one is the one with the uh, girl singing group? Is that X2? That's X2, yeah. So, don't play 10-2. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the one I want. (laughs) Well, if you get 10 for the Switch, 10 and 10-2 come together. Oh, great. So, 10 is an amazing game because Titus... I don't want to spoil the whole thing, because you really should play it, but Final Fantasy X is a tragedy. Somebody has to die for the game to end. Yeah, you die. Game over. No. For the story <laughs> to end, somebody has to die in X. Um, it's kind of like getting a soul stone. You spend yeah. the whole game... Developing this relationship. Yeah, you know, the Infinity Stones are collectibles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spend this whole game trying to develop a relationship. And in the end, it's all for nothing. So, it's a very Shakespearean ending to the game. And the gameplay is fan-freaking-tastic gameplay. It's truly an epic game. Turn-based? Yes, but it's... It was the beginning of the ATB, the Active Timed Battle System. So, whereas in your traditional original Final Fantasy games, you would go down your roster, Fighter Attack, Thief Attack, Black Mage Attack, White Mage Attack. And this one, it's, if your character's fast enough, it can attack twice before the enemy can attack once. Mm -hmm. So, it's the beginning of that classic ATB, well, not classic, but modern ATB battle system. So, most games have evolved from that. That's where you're getting into your active hack-and-slash games, and Mm -hmm. that was the starting point for them to really take off. You see some of that now with, like, The Witcher and Oblivion and how long it takes you to swing your sword and 
how many times you can attack. Like, once you start swinging your sword, you can't just stop swinging your sword and cast the spell or use an item. Right. So, it was the start of something. But I have all the figures from Final Fantasy X. Do you have all the figures of X2? No. Can I borrow them for the night? <laughs> Are they inflatable? I yeah. do have one of the characters from Ten Two, but that was because she was in Ten. Yeah. Two of the characters in Ten Two were in Ten. The third one was an add, added character. But there's a if you really want Ten Two for that reason, you get it for the PC because there's a nudity mod. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because that's what we geeks do. And a jiggly flesh mod. Square Enix actually <laughs> pulled that game off the market at one point because of all the inappropriate mods that were made for it. Yeah. Like they said, the perverts. this is not what we had designed this game for. So when they pulled it off the market, somebody took the source code of the game that they already had downloaded and then remade the game with everybody naked. <laughs> and all the suits, instead of being the suits that they were traditionally in the game, they mm. were sex outfits. <laughs> So, Square Enix said F it, and they put the game back on the market. They're like, uh, we're not going to stop this. Nope. Ever. It's not going to work. So, oh. Who'd have thunk that a bunch of geeks, computer geeks, would want to see naked women? Digitally. Digitally. Well, it's the only way they can see them. <laughs> <laughs> I.e., Corey wanted to borrow an action figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I have one last question, and then we can call it quits for this topic, but what's your oldest collectible? The thing that you consider a collectible, not necessarily me. Boy, I don't even know what I might have that's lasted. I would probably say comic book-wise, um, an issue of Star Wars was the first comic I bought. Yeah. It was like... Star Wars the movie adaptation it was either issue 2 or 3 you still have it yeah bagged and boarded at least probably bagged I have every comic book I've bought I haven't sold anything I haven't gotten rid of anything didn't lose any of the time not that I'm aware of I mean the boxes have not been opened for a long time um yeah I've lost ones the fires yard sales I had every Ninja Turtle and most of the original Transformers that were a loss coming to Connecticut or coming from Connecticut. At times I've been upset about it, thought about trying to get them back. Mm -hmm. The place that they were lost to no longer has them, or at least that's what they told me. I was upset about it at one point, but now I've just moved on. I, I've started yeah. more collecting. What am I going to do with Three boxes of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Soup sounds interesting. I used to have, like... <laughs> Boiled you know, plastic kid, soup. Turtle soup. <laughs> yum. As a kid, I had a nearly complete collection of all the original Star Wars toys. And, and for a kid, I kept everything in boxes. I had the uh, figure cases for the figures, and all their weapons and articles went with them in their cases. Everything was kept complete and then uh, as a teenager I just gave them all away uh, my mom got remarried uh, her new husband had a son he didn't have much himself so I said here here you go and you know I look back now and it's like a, you know original Star Wars toys that used but still in boxes I would probably have some still in boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just how I kept them when I was done with the vehicles. I put them back in their box so I could put them away without mm -hmm. them getting beat up. I've got very, very little of what I had from up north in Connecticut. But I've got a plush that was given to me by my mother when I was still a baby. And it's flounder mm -hmm. from The Little Mermaid. It means nothing, really. Right. But I still have it. And it's the only thing I have of my mom's. 
because my mom died when I was young. Yeah. Um, as far as collectibles are concerned, some of those Marvel figures made it down here from Connecticut. Um, all of my Pokemon collection has been rebuilt since I've been with Tammy. All of my Halo, all most of my uh, my Final Fantasy figures came down from Connecticut. I have a Dot Hack, which is something that survived from Connecticut. But up there on that shelf, I have a Mega Man figure that's out of the package that has a laser sword in his hand. Mm-hmm. That was the first toy I ever bought for myself. And I got it from a CVS on clearance for $3. <laughs> nice. Well, that's my oldest toy. Well, collectible. But, yeah. I mean, like I said at the top, collectibles are the memories attached to them, I guess. I can tell you where every item in this room came from. Roughly about how many years ago it came, and the exact store that we got it from. Like that one, only at Target. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easy ones. <laughs> like, I've got a Batman pop over here that was on the top shelf in Walmart one night when we were in there after midnight, and... Back, it... back in the before times when stores were open after midnight. Yeah. And I reached up and I grabbed it and I said, I didn't know Pops came in chases. Came was like, oh, you should buy it. And I was like, oh, no, I wasn't really planning on it. She's like, just get it. I still have it. Wasn't something I was even planning on getting. But there is something I plan on getting. (laughs) I'm going to have to look at this. I have tempted the Corey with a Pop figure. Spider-Man Maximum Venom, number 598. So I only own two Pops, and it's uh, Spider-Man, number 03, and uh, Carnage, I forget what number his is. I believe that's my first Spider-Man Pop. None of them have ever caught my eye before. Do I have the Avengers I'm looking at a Spider-Man right now. Oh, that's the Iron Spider. Iron Spider. Yeah. From uh, Infinity Wars. But yeah, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about as far as collectibles are concerned? None really for me. If uh, it's one of those, hold it in your hand if it brings you joy. Yeah, I've rarely collected things just for the sake of, oh, I'm going to flip this later. Right, I don't have anything that I've uh-huh. ever planned on making money on. Uh, my comic books, even if it is a big collection, I've read every one of them. Mm-hmm. It's a, just been something for me. I, uh, I will tell you the God's honest truth. If it ever came to the point, every single collectible in this room would be sold for money if I needed the money bad enough. Well, yeah. That's not the the intention of me getting them. No. But at the end of the day, they're all just things. One more collectible I didn't bring out last week. Ooh. What is he now? Barnes & Noble exclusive. He's a clear golem. Wearing the one ring. So he's invisible golem because he's wearing the ring. Uh Aha. That's really nice. (laughs) <laughs> as it goes under Frank just started a pop collection <laughs> but if you guys don't already know it follow us on discord the facebook the twitter yeah, check us out on facebook uh, all of our episodes are going up now uh, there's also links to uh, local artists local stores uh, things we support local bands comic book store that Everyone in this room visits when we can now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, stuff, uh, stuff our listeners should support. And feel free if there's something. I mean, this is a place that anybody can source to, I believe. Yes. I don't have Facebook people. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no intention yes, of ever it, getting it's Facebook. It's open for comments, it's open for messages. So people could post their local. Um, comic book stores and they can turn our thing into a message board for all growing 
everything geek. Yes, don't post your yard sales on it unless, you know, you've got all sorts of collectibles that you're <laughs> going to sell that we'd be interested in, yeah. you know. And then let us know first. Let yeah. us pick Your pampered <laughs> chef parties, no. No, we don't uh, want yeah. that. Yeah. No Tupperware. We will gladly support your yard sale if you give us an item first. <laughs> right, right. We yes. get first pick. <laughs> but other than that, everyone have a great re week and... I believe we already have a collectibles page up on our Discord. As we do. We yes. Do. So we'll post some of the pictures of the stuff that we talked about today. Um, I'll take some pictures of the pops and things that we talked about here after we're done. I'll get them posted. I'm sure you guys will, in your due time, post your stuff. You look for mine next year sometime. <laughs> yeah. I can take pictures of boxes. Yeah, there you go. With a checklist on the outside saying what's in it. Wow. <laughs> That's a little bit ambitious for me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you guys would be surprised. Your dad collects classic cars. He's got two. <laughs> he needs a third one to complete his collection. <laughs> Ringo collects. Barks. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Bye. <laughs>